welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome back to your Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host, Jason. So excited today to welcome our guest, Marisha Stewart, um, reverend and a doctor, right? Um, and so we're super excited to have you on. Reverend Dr. Marisha founded the Lioness Queen organization in February of 2020, right at the basically the beginning of the pandemic. She is a licensed minister, encourager, author, counselor, motivational speaker, influencer, professor, divorce coach, and podcaster dedicated helping women recognize the worth of their crown, uh, which we'll talk about. She's best known for the Lioness Queen Christian podcast, Lioness Queen YouTube channel, and the virtual monthly I Am series, Women's Empowerment Sessions. And I love that. And we'll probably talk about that as well. But um, you have this kind of mantra where you say, I am residue free. What does that mean? And kind of what, what, how can we use that uh, in our life? So that mantra is from me recognizing that we all have residue. We all have baggage. And it definitely, unfortunately, influences us in relationships, And due to my story and the things that I went through, which was, um, you know, we all have things that we go through that are devastating to us. And it it looks different, you know, with everyone. And my divorce was devastating being with someone for 24 years. Um, But the one thing that the Lord really helped me to recognize is I need you to work on this residue before I bring someone else in your life. And that is the that is the piece that I know we all men and women deal with not realizing things are still there because residue can be so fine that you can't see with the natural eye, but we have triggers and just, and so that is my mantra because I truly believe that um, it, it's important for us to work on the residue that we still have that just impacts who we are, how we relate to people, and also how we relate to God. That's really cool. Uh, When Jason was describing some of your background, he listed off, it seemed like 10 or 15 things that you do. Marisha, how do you not stay, uh, I mean, you stay so focused, but let's go back to the residue thing. What if people can't recognize that they have these things that are holding them back? Do you have a tip or a trick on how to how to maybe first recognize that or someone else might recognize that and how we can get rid of those things that are those um, roadblocks, if you want to call them that? I think the biggest piece in, you know, it's really hard for us to see ourselves. And, and basically that is because we don't want to see the stuff. We don't want to see our flaws. Um, And I think the easiest way to kind of recognize it um, is looking at what, what do you keep going through? What is it? What is that thing that keeps triggering your mindset to shift your focus, right? What is it that bothers you the most? And so I think, you know, a lot of times people don't read that they can't make the connection 
But the connection is there's something that constantly bothers you. What are those things? Whether it's in a relationship, whether it is at work, right? Whether it is in your church um, and majority of it is relational. And so what are those pieces in relationships that bother you? And then you can kind of make a connection to where, why does that bother me? Did I experience that as a child in my childhood? Did I experience that with my parents? You know, cause there's some things that are imposed and there's some things that we self-impose. Um, so it's really kind of breaking down and kind of compartmentalizing those different things um, that bother us. And, and there's a root to it. And, and typically it's residue. Yeah, I, I love that. And I'm just thinking about that. Uh, you know, I know your, you know, your audience is mostly women. And so is, you know, Shane and Isa's audience is mostly women. Um, so as you're talking to these women, what what's kind of the the major residue that that kind of comes up is it relationships or is there you know something that's a runner up to that or what what do you see as like the biggest obstacles in in women's way uh, that uh, you know kind of stops them from being a better version of themselves the biggest thing is we don't want to accept our flaws Mm -hmm. we want we don't want to acknowledge them and it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. You know, Michael Jackson had that song, Man in the Mirror. Yeah. It's a hard piece to really, um, and, and people say it all the time, get naked before the Lord. But that is very hard to do when you're still hiding, yeah. when you still don't want to admit, you know, uh, your stuff, your baggage. And we all have it. But that's the thing that God loves about us. He loves our flaws. He loves our baggage. You know, he loves the sinner. He loves who we are, good, bad, and indifferent. And if we can get to that person, then we can do the work. So I think a lot of times it's hard for us to get to that person. I remember when my ex-husband initially said to me where he didn't, he really never wanted to be married after 24 years. Um, And he said things back to me that I said to him. And it was like, uh, I said those things, but I really didn't mean them. But I, unfortunately, let me just say and be honest, women are very crafty at witchcraft. We're very crafty at the spirit of manipulation to say things, to get what we want. We're very good at it. And that came all back up in my face. Some things that I said, oh, I'm old, that I'm going to move. And I really wasn't going to move. I wanted to hurt myself. I really wasn't going to hurt myself. All of those things came back up to me and I had to face it. Like, this is what you said to me. But did I mean it? No. And so that's the piece going, getting into that space of really, what is my stuff? And I need to acknowledge it so I don't use it on the next person. So I can be better. You know, a lot of times we want to pray about it, but we don't want to do the work to be better. Love that advice. Two things stuck out. First, we have to really face those challenges or those things that are holding us back and then do work. We talk about taking action and you're not going to really get anywhere if you don't do something each day. So Marisha, you really are busy. And um, I, I always like to ask the question, how did you get into the things that you do? So what prompted you to get into your fields? 
Wow, that that right there is funny. So I have have a I've had a lot of hats in my short life, <laughs> almost half a century life. Um, but I've always wanted to be a pediatrician ever since a little girl. I've always been a helper. And I remember telling this to a student. So I'm a full-time school counselor, high school counselor. I love high school. I don't do the babies. No more babies. <laughs> um, and I said, you know, I went to school. I failed chemistry. My first dream didn't come true. Um, then I was like, okay, I still want a bachelor's. Let me get a bachelor's. I started learning sign language. I'm fluent in sign language. Became an interpreter. I thought I wanted to go into hearing and speech science and like be a speech therapist. Didn't get accepted. So pediatrician didn't work out for me. Speech therapy didn't work out for me. I had quit school at one point and I had become, I, I was a, I was learning how to be a professional clown at one point. Wow. My dad was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I went and got my manicure and license at one point. Um, and so once I graduated with my bachelor's from university of Maryland, I didn't get into grad school and I was like, okay, God, what are you doing? You know, um, all of these dreams I had never came true. And so my mom's a pastor and my mom was, and I saw, so I was like, I could do counseling. I could do it. Uh, you know, I, people say I give good advice, you know, and I prayed about that thing. And then I, I got accepted into the only deaf school in the United States wow. um, where you have to be fluent in sign language in order to, a hearing person has to be fluent in sign language in order to get in. And um, I, I got into the school counseling master's program, loved it. I was the only hearing person. Everyone else was deaf. And I became a high school counselor. And I was sitting there telling a student this. And I was like, man, my first dream did come true. I just don't wear a white coat. And so I truly believe like the Lord has guided my path and my journey. And I had setbacks and it, it was my setbacks that shifted me you know, in order for me to get my master's, because that was like the first time my, my ex-husband said, uh, I don't know if I want to do this marriage thing. You know, I had went and got my master's. I had went and got my doctorate. And, and, and now fast forward to the person, this person that I am today, it actually was from my trial. It was from the tribulation. It was from the, my darkest moment that God shifted me into ministry and helping and encouraging women like, hey, yeah, this did, this can happen. And sometimes it does happen, but, but guess what? There's still more life to live. I love that. And I, I agree with you. I think oftentimes it's the trials or the, you know, rising from the ashes, so to speak, you know, that, that, you know, God really puts those things in our path to help us be, really what we were ultimately wanting to be in the first place but it just maybe didn't take the the same path that we were hoping it I would have right? wanted a shorter route like right. I know <laughs> Moses and the children Israel they wanted a shorter route right but yeah God had a bigger bigger plan and we just don't know his ways but so you know true. the one thing that I love to tell women is there's always purpose in your pain but you yeah. can't see the purpose when you're only looking at the pain. I love that. It's so true. Uh, amen. That's awesome. 
So I wanted to come back to it because I kind of mentioned it a little bit, but you have this IM series and Shane and I talk about the IMs, you know, the, the things that we tell ourselves, right? Like those labels that we put on ourselves, these things that we give ourselves. So can you t- kind of talk about this IM series and, and what your thinking is on these IMs? And I'd just like to pick your brain a little bit about uh, these, because I, I totally believe that they, you know, those things we tell ourselves is what we're going to become or. So it's so interesting. And like I said, in my, I, I truly believe like who I am today is just, it is from my darkest moment. And I literally remember, and I still have the picture um, of when God was really trying to, to, you know, do the work in me and, and me agree to do the work and accept um, where I was and believe in where he was taking me. And he had me to write, I am on an index card and put it in my bathroom. And, um, you know, he wanted me every day to fill in the blank. Who are you? And I truly believe, you know, when we go through trials and we go through tribulations, whatever it may be, sometimes we lose who we are. We lose our identity. And especially in relationships, if it's toxic, um, if, you know, it was only supposed to be temporary, because I think relationships are seasonal. um, And mine was seasonal. God was shifting me. And I I didn't realize it because I truly wanted it to work. I I truly believe I wanted reconciliation. I thought that, you know, God was giving us space so he could do the work. But my ex-husband never wanted the relationship back. Um, And I remember a woman saying to me, a Christian woman was like, well, divorce is it's against the Bible. And it's and I said and I had to say to her, how can I be in a relationship with someone who doesn't want me? How, how do I do that? Like, how do I not sign the paperwork? Because I, it, how does that work? Like, he doesn't right. want me, you know? And in that, in that transition for me, that was the biggest thing. Who was Marisha? And I didn't know who I was because I, so many of women, us as women, we're very good. We're very skilled. And I think that's why, I don't know if you've seen the movie, um, My My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so in that movie, you know, the, 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 the daughter gets nervous and the mom says, you know, the man is the head, but the mother is the neck. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I truly believe God created us as a neck so that we can be flexible, right? In order to be that support to our husband in order to be the support to our children. We are just really good at being flexible, but in that we lose ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is the piece that really stuck out for me that I truly believe that I wanted to add to my ministry, um, the I Am series to help women. You, you gotta gain back who you are because it's so easy to lose lose yourself um wearing the multiple hats you know being the wife being the the mom but then we're also a daughter we're also a sister we're also you know some women or supervisors co-worker we're wearing all these hats and we need to be reminded of who we are and who we are in christ Mm. love this advice i love that you keep going back to faith that's really important to 
Jason and myself, like you, I've been through a divorce and like you, it, that doesn't define who we are. It might've been our trial, something we went through, but um, it's not really who we are. We're, we're becoming better versions of ourselves. I, I truly believe that. So I, I just love that you keep going back to faith because that's so important. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I have to say that, and the thing about this is the piece that I love being transparent because I think there's so many people who aren't transparent mm-hmm. and um, it's so interesting. I'm in this Facebook group and like Christian women, something Facebook group. And, you know, so many women are criticized and judged and, and they're just being themselves, you know, and, and it really bothers me that, um, like God didn't create us to be Pharisees. He created us to love, right? And to and meet people where they are. And that's what she mm. did. He, he met people where they are. They didn't come before him perfect. His disciples weren't perfect. And, but for some reason, like we, and, and we feel that, like if you do not fill in this blank exactly the way you're supposed to fill in this blank, like you... And that's just not how God is. And so I love being transparent with women, especially about my journey, you know, um, and especially being a Christian and loving the Lord. And But I had suicidal ideology. Mm-hmm. I had a plan. Let me say, I had a plan. Like Christians can get to that, in that space mm-hmm. where I think earlier we talked, someone mentioned about, um, it's just the voices that we hear. I, I love talking about self-talk because the question is, whose voice are you listening to? Mm. Are you listening to the negative voice? Or are you really listening to the Holy Spirit that's, that's, that wants to guide you? Right. But there's a voice you're listening to stronger than the other. And I think we all, we all can be in that space and place where the enemy is trying to just shift you to a place where there is no hope. There's no answer. You're alone. All of this negativity when God is there, God is with you. God is closer than you can ever imagine, but he has a still small voice. Yeah. And and if you're not tuned into the right frequency, you might miss it, but we miss it because we're so focused on our pain. We're so focused on what didn't go right. What's wrong. You know, I, I hear a lot of women um, talk about, you know, well, and this is now this was interesting to me. So I always used to say there's no good men out there. I'm about to be 50 years old and all the good men are taken and I'm remarried and my husband had the same philosophy. There's no good women out there. And I was like, wow, that's not true. <laughs> but he said, but I never met one. And so the same applies for women and men. If, if that particular woman has never crossed your path, then you can have that philosophy, right? You can have that, that same mindset, right? But the question is, what is the self-talk? We, 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 always, we always speak negative and we're drawn, our flesh is drawn to negativity. And researchers, they say that if we show people pictures, you know, you show people a picture of a death and a grad graduation, our mind automatically focus more on the death, mm. focus more on negative things than positive. And that is why we needed the Holy Spirit to help us battle that self-talk. Because if we, if we don't 
take heed and listen. I mean, he wants to just take us out. Yeah, so so true. And I, I love your message because you talk about courage, faith, and hope. And, you know, I want to come back to, you know, we have a couple of questions that we'll ask you here in a little bit, but what, what do you, what is your thoughts on courage? Cause I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, that that's, you know, one of your, one of the, your driving forces, right? So what is courage to you? And what does that, what does that mean? Courage is weakness. Oh. <laughs> it is, it's in our weakness that God gives us strength. So the courage we, it's not, it's not us. It is, it is embracing and holding on to God in us. Right. Because I think that's the piece. People think that we have to be so strong. We got to, you know, I can do this. No, it's even in my weakness. Mm. It's just me holding on. And, it, you know, it, it, it's like you have to stay plugged into an outlet. God is our source. And when you stay plugged in, even when I'm dead, even when I'm depleted, even when I'm lost, because the fact that I'm plugged in, I still have strength. I still mm. have courage. And that is what's courage. That, that, that right there is courage to me. Courage is me letting go of myself and me plugging into the source. That's courage. Yeah. Such wise wisdom. I love this discussion. So we, we like to give um, our guests an opportunity to, you know, if our listeners want to reach out to you, how can they get a hold of you? Is there a website you'd like to share or something? So my website is www.iamthelionessqueen.com. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. And, and we do like people to reach out to, to our, our guests. And, Please and, do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right near the end of, of the podcast, Shane and I, we do this thing called the double down dose. And what it is, is it's two questions that, that we, we love to ask. And it, it really is um, our mantra and what we live by. But the first question is, is how would you define hope? Oh, how would I define hope? So I would define it as faith. It is believing in something you cannot see. It is believing without your senses. Hope mm -hmm. is believing without your senses. We're so dependent upon our senses to believe, to trust. That is what hope is. Hope is believing without your senses. Can you hope for something you can't see, you can't hear, nobody knows about, you can't physically touch? That's hope to me. Love that uh, that description of it's without our senses. It's beautiful. So the second part of the double down dose sometimes gets people to take a step back and go, wow, that's a simple question, but a hard question. So the the second question is this, how would you define love? God. There is no, there's nothing without God. Love is God. God is love. I had just put that in a podcast the other day. <laughs> that, that right there is God for me. That love is, love is God and God is love. That's, that's, <laughs> that's it that's it that's, yeah we that, that is it he encompasses love and, and and like I said you gotta love people where they are and the only 
I have to say the only person who can really do that is God. So that that's, yeah, that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I, you know, I think sometimes it's in the simplicity that we really find the, the gems, right. And sometimes we try to complicate things too much. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I really love your answer. And I, I'm just so appreciative for this opportunity that we had to talk to you and just get your take on hope and love and, um, courage that was that was interesting insight and so i appreciate your time and and your wisdom and uh just thank you for taking the time out of your out of your day to to talk with us thank you this is awesome marisha thank you so much uh keep smiling and shining your light to the world you have such a great spirit about you so thank you again so much for joining us thank you